When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, what's up? Welcome to In Bloom Podcast or welcome back. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast. This week we're going to be talking about the feeling that you need to fix things or just always feeling like there's something you need to be improving and just kind of how to see if you are living your life like that and what you can do to help it because it's something that I have always struggled with and still do struggle with, but it's something that now that I'm aware of it, I am obviously trying to sort of heal from that pattern of thinking that, you know, always trying to find something to fix and always never really seeing things as they are or people as who they are and always just seeing, um, you know, not necessarily potential, but kind of potential and also just like always looking for something to fix and sort of where that comes from and why it may feel like a good thing. I do think it's a good trait to have because it just shows that you care about um, yourself, your life, and others as well because you're wanting the best for them. It can turn into something very um, counterproductive and toxic if you're not careful with it. And I'm very thankful because I feel like I got to a point where I noticed this before it got to be too much of a problem with other like people in my life. Like It never became a caused problems with people in my life but I think it could have gotten to that point um however it has caused a lot of issues like personally when trying to like fix things in my own life constantly so and just a lot of burnout in general but you may be like what are you even talking about but as we get going you'll see what I'm talking about and I'm sure everybody can relate to this in some way or another and has experienced this type of feeling um in some phase of their life at some point so that's what we're going to be talking about but first let's do the quote goal and gratitude for this week So my quote this week is from Pinterest and it's from Bo Taplin. Yes, that's, that's a name. And I like it because it does kind of tie into this week's episode and a point I'll make towards the end, but it says, I think you've really got to wait and see how things play out. Sometimes a decision you might consider a regret or failure in the present can turn out to be the catalyst for something extraordinary in the end. Some of life's wildest journeys begin with a wrong turn. And is this not just like the most comforting thing ever to hear? Because I know that I talk about all the time on this podcast how I get so paralyzed by indecision and I do I go through the whole analysis paralysis thing where I'm overanalyzing things, trying to make the perfect decisions all the time and the right decisions when there is no really right or wrong decision. The only wrong thing to do when it comes to making a decision is not making one at all, which is what I feel like most of us do because we're so scared of making the wrong decision. But it's so comforting to know that like just because we may think something is wrong in the moments or moments after we make that decision and maybe it proves itself to be wrong you know months later years later whatever but in the long run it ends up being like the biggest catalyst for good change and something that created a lot of positive change for you even if initially that wasn't the way it was so it's just really nice to like read that and be reminded that you know you need to just make a decision first of all and you know just because you may think of it as a failure right now or a regret 
um, that doesn't mean that that's how it actually is and what its purpose was in your life because a lot of the things we do in life and the decisions we make they do not have a shelf life per se you know it's not like they're only going to affect our life for three months or six months or three years or whatever it may be they sort of indirectly affect the rest of our lives so it's really nice to just hear that and remember that like every little decision we make has that potential to you know be a catalyst for something positive and some good change and yeah I really liked it but my goal for this week is to just rest I don't know if y'all can tell in my voice but I am so exhausted um we had a wedding this weekend in hopkinsville kentucky so shout out to any of my kentucky listeners it was my first time in kentucky my older brother was actually born in kentucky but my parents moved away um before i was born so i had never been there before and i actually lived in tennessee for seven years growing up so i always lived really close by when i was a little kid but never went or at least i don't ever recall going i don't think my parents have told me we've been so um i haven't been but we flew into nashville friday morning really early we had to um leave my apartment on friday morning at like 5 15 so we were up at like 4 45 um and then we were in nashville for a couple hours and that was really cool because i haven't been to nashville as an adult i went once as a kid but i have never experienced it as an adult and i have um a lot of friends there from postgrad it's kind of like a university of alabama part two like for people i feel like that move there there's just like a lot of i mean really honestly from any school a lot of people go to nashville because it's just like one of those cities but um it was cool to just like see it as an adult and granted i didn't do like the whole nashville experience which i don't even think i could do that like i just don't think i can hang like that anymore um but I did get to at least like see it in the daytime and it like wasn't super crazy because we were there like 9 a.m and um we were just there for a few hours went to like a coffee shop and that kind of stuff and I did get to get lunch with one of my friends um and my boyfriend and my boyfriend's family so that was nice and um I don't even know where I was going with us oh yeah and then Saturday I was able to sleep in Saturday so I got some good rest Friday nights and it was like the first time in a while on the weekend where I haven't set an alarm because I usually have to pack a lot into my weekends just with the YouTube, my YouTube channel and the podcast and stuff. Um, and I always like to, you know, just seize the day on the weekends, honestly, and just make the most out of the days, which usually involves waking up earlier than I would typically like to on the weekends. So it was really nice to just like not set an alarm, have like a blackout shade in a hotel room and just sleep as long as my body wanted to. I think I literally slept nine hours. It wasn't consecutive, but I never sleep that long so it was nice but um and then this morning sunday morning we had to wake up at 4 45 again leave the hotel at five drive an hour back to nashville and fly out and we got back around like 10 but i had to drive to leak city to pick up my dog for my brother and sister-in-law's place so it's just been a travel heavy weekend and i am so tired and just all of the social parts of like weddings and especially because it was um one of my boyfriend's like childhood best friends and just like family friends and i just a lot of people that i haven't met before so it was socially it was great because i got to meet so many people that i haven't that i've like been hearing their names for years and i've never met before and at the same time though it's obviously like drains your social battery but i'm also just like physically exhausted and i just it's so crazy to me that i cannot like the difference in what i could do when i was 22 versus now at 24 is 
absolutely crazy. Like I, it's, it's so crazy. I just can't stay up that late. I, I don't know. And I, I can't even tell you guys like the last time I like truly got even like drunk. And it's so crazy because I like will have drinks, but I just, I think I'm so good at pacing myself, which I don't think is a bad problem. Um, but I just usually like when we go out, whether that's just like in Houston or if we're just like having a few drinks at home or at a restaurant or, you know, going to weddings, I usually feel like I'm very good at pacing myself just because I hate feeling like crap, like that night or the next day. It's like one of the worst feelings in the world to me. And it's just funny to me because I never even got drunk at any point this weekend, but I just feel like my whole entire being is like hungover. But I mean, I guess you don't really have to get drunk to be hungover, but that's typically how you associate it in your head, you know? And it's just so crazy to me how just the toll it takes on your body. And I think also like the waking up early doesn't help and only getting a couple hours of sleep two out of three nights in a row. And um, also flying on a plane, absolutely hate flying. I hate it so much. And I don't get like flight anxiety in the sense of like, I'm scared that this plane's gonna like malfunction and crash. I used to get that a lot when I was younger, but like my anxiety now is more like I'm so scared I'm gonna get sick on the plane because I've gotten sick on a plane before. It was the worst feeling ever. So now it's like every time my plane is landing, I just like get really like clammy and just anxious that I'm gonna get sick again because it was the worst experience. Um, so <laughs> I don't like flying for that reason. I just always end up feeling like really nauseous and sick the rest of the day. Um, I literally feel nauseous this time, like as soon as my foot steps into the airport, instant feeling of nauseousness. It's just horrible. But anyways, enough about that. My goal is to rest for obvious reasons and I definitely need the rest and like just make sure I'm trying to get sleep. I may have to sacrifice, you know, my reading time at night and my slow mornings just so I can make sure I'm getting enough sleep because I am going to be going out of town again. Um, and literally, I'm gonna, literally going to be at the airport again in four days to go to Seattle, which I'm really excited for my friend to celebrate my friend's 25th birthday, but this has been planned for like a year. So it's like finally here and I'm super excited and I'm really excited to experience a Seattle summer because it's apparently like amazing with the weather and everything because I've only been there when it's been really cold. So I'm excited, but, um, yeah, my goal is to rest because I'm going to have a long weekend ahead of me next weekend. And this weekend was really tiring and, Next weekend's going to be tiring too in the same sense. So definitely need to prioritize rest this week. But my gratitude this week, um, I'm just thankful for safe travels and getting to celebrate love with, you know, a family that means so much to like my boyfriend and his family. It's always so incredible going to weddings and just like literally feeling like the love in the air. It's the like most precious thing ever. Um, and I'm also just really grateful to have gotten to travel somewhere new and see somewhere new. Cause I know I talk about all the time, like, I don't really, which, I mean, not that this was like a vacation, but it was still seeing somewhere new, which I still technically consider that in a way. So um, it's just cool because I feel like, you know, most of the time I am just going home or going places I've already been. But um, it was really cool to get to see Nashville since I do have so many friends that live there and just get to see like what their, get a glimpse of what their life is kind of like and like a very small glimpse since I was only there a few hours. And Kentucky was just like honestly a breath of fresh air because it just, it's so funny being, you know, living in a big city now and like actually kind of permanently living here. I just, it's just so crazy how much more you appreciate like just the small town, like country, middle of nowhere type of situation. And not that I grew up like that. I grew up in 
a relatively smaller area, obviously in Panama City Beach, but it definitely wasn't like, you know, where I was in Kentucky that had like a population of like 30,000. It wasn't that small, but um, it's still like you just appreciate it more, I guess, going back to it than you did when you were there, of course. And um, it was just really refreshing because there was just, you know, like you could see green land, like as far as you could see. And just the trees were so beautiful. The sunsets were just absolutely amazing. I literally like at the wedding, um, they were taking some pictures outside at sunset and I was, everybody was inside because it was so hot. And I was like, I literally, I just like went and grabbed my boyfriend. I was like, let's just go step outside and watch like the sunset. Um, Because I was like, we just never get to see them in the city, especially like this. And it was just so stunning. Um, And I just really love that reset of just getting to be in such a like very slow little town and city not even a city I guess but it was just so nice and refreshing and I feel like my soul like needed that even though it was so quick it was just so nice to be in such a slow-paced area and somewhere I hadn't been before and just kind of like I don't know live that slower lifestyle and it was funny because Saturday like my boyfriend was in the wedding but um I wasn't and I during the day I was like okay like what am I gonna do during the day because like he had to be there way earlier than me and I went to like breakfast with his parents and some other people and that was great but when we got back to the hotel room I was like thinking of things I, sh- I could be doing and I was mad at myself at first for not bringing like my laptop to get work done but I was like you know what I'm literally just gonna sit in bed and do nothing for like the three hours I have and I never do that like on the weekends either so it was just I was like I'm gonna take advantage of this like slow time and this being like a slow paced living place and just literally actually live slowly for once so I really enjoyed doing that too even though um it made me really tired it was hard to like get out of bed after that and you know get ready for a wedding but it was still just really nice to just do nothing for once but let's go ahead and get into the episode um and basically I guess my opening statement for this is you know when things are fine in your life and they're going good like you're just like you know things are things are good you know like things are just going at the pace you think they should be you just feel comfortable I think feeling comfortable is the best way to describe it and somehow despite everything feeling fine and you feeling comfortable your mind always comes back to finding something that could be better or has potential or could be improved or fixed and it could be something in your own life it could be something in your relationship it could be in a friendship it could be in your work life literally anything but your mind is always you know kind of like a little scanning radar trying to find something that just needs to be fixed even when things are perfectly fine and there's nothing that really needs fixing it's just really looking for something that could be made into something better basically and it's really exhausting being in a never-ending cycle of trying to be content but always ending up finding yourself ruining moments that are perfectly good as is and perfectly good things just because of your mind constantly looking for something to fix or improve because it's basically you know hunting down like something that you are perceiving as negative or less than and I think that me struggling with this is reflective of my inability to truly be present and learning this about myself has taught me that feeling the need to always find something or someone to help or improve is really just a way for me to distract myself from fixing and helping my own problems 
just so I can avoid feeling any discomfort. And we all know emotional vulnerability is something that I'm working on and something that I struggle with a lot. So it's to literally nobody's surprise that when I'm feeling uncomfortable with something myself, my air quotes solution, not really a solution, results in finding something else to fix and focus on. And something I think what really made me realize all of this is when I started going to therapy and I learned that my main defense mechanism is sublimation, which is basically just channeling a lot of my more difficult and uncomfortable and negative feelings into something that's more positive, like a more positive activity or a more like socially acceptable activity. Like I have never really felt comfortable expressing, you know, sadness, hurt, anger, and really any of those negative emotions. And I feel like it's, you know, I have to, you know, always just be doing good and I need to be positive. So I channel all those feelings into some sort of a positive activity, which is typically some sort of productivity and getting things done, whether it's cleaning, running errands, you know, having my two jobs and doing something related to one of them, or just literally always needing something to do because I cannot sit in stillness very easily. Um, Like I can't, I have a really hard time watching movies. I have a hard time like binge watching TV shows. I can't like sit in bed and like watch YouTube like I once used to. And a lot of that has to do with my inability to sit with a lot of negative emotions and just the way I cope with them is by doing things that are productive, which sounds nice because it's like, wow, you're able to like actually get things done when you feel like crap. And it's like, yeah, it is until you realize that you're just suppressing all those feelings that you need to be feeling and you're not doing anything with them. Um, and it's really frustrating not being like being somebody that can't tr- engage in true rest. So, um, cause a lot of times there's nothing more that I want to do than just like lay in bed and not do a darn thing. Like I don't want to be reading. I don't want to, I literally just want to like actually watch your TV, but I can't do it. And it's maybe you're listening and you're like, okay, stop, stop telling yourself you can't, but like, no, I truly just, I have the hardest time just sitting and doing that. Um, and I have a lot of guilt associated with doing that too, because of so many years of living like this. And so, yeah, that's kind of like why I've always been such a productive person, but this is exactly what I'm doing when things are going fine, but my mind is instantly flocking to find something in my own life or with enough closeness to my own life to where I can take on the feelings of that problem and internalize them to replace the uncomfortable feelings of my own and just work towards fixing whatever I can with this thing that I'm, you know, taking on myself and internalizing. And like, for example, I also just like love listening to other people and I love hearing people out and helping them and giving advice. And I mean, like, I love having this podcast because I can share so much with you all in terms of just like what I've struggled with and like what's helped me in hopes of helping you all. But at the same time, I can never take my own advice for the same reason of, you know, just always feeling the need to fix things, but then my defense mechanism being sublimation. It's just like this really weird, never ending cycle of things that just don't really work well together. Um, so it's really hard, but I also just like want to give examples of how this plays out in life. Like, so you could see, you know, oh, I do experience this in my life. I just didn't realize that's what it was so that the tips I give at the end of this episode, that way they can help you. Um, and 
I think that this is something I struggle with on more of a personal level. This desire to constantly be finding something to fix or work on is much more intrapersonal for me rather than interpersonal. So I think a lot of people do see this with their friendships and relationships. And I have been in a place before where that's kind of been my situation. But I think the bulk of my struggle with this always like having a radar on trying to fix something is a lot more within myself like what what's going wrong in my life that like could be going better and then just like focusing on those things that's kind of like the way that I deal with it more in um rather than with relationships and friendships and stuff but for an example um you know like a lot of people do struggle with this in that sense of oh like I'm constantly like seeing my friendships and relationships and always like finding something that can be fixed and thinking of how I could help that person improve and be better um and I've been there before and it all comes from really good intentions and wanting the best for people that you care about and wanting to try to keep them from getting hurt so you know obviously if you don't want somebody you care about to get hurt and you want the best for them you're going to do all you can to bring things under your wing and your control to try to achieve that goal. That's really just not even a goal that you should be setting for yourself in the first place because it's not you. Um, And this obviously isn't exactly fair since it's putting pressure on someone else to fix something that they may not even feel needs fixed. And it probably doesn't even need fixed. And it tells the people around you that they aren't enough as they are since you're not meeting them where they're at. And you're more so like hey, like this could be, you know, better in your life or you could work on this and this would change. And, you know, yeah, that's great to say if they're seeking out that help and advice from you themselves. But if you're putting it on them and they don't even need that fixing in the first place, it's kind of a backhanded compliment. That's like the best way to think of it where it's like, oh, like this could be better but that person may not even want to improve that in the first place or they may not, may not even need to. And I think that this can all have good results when someone genuinely needs someone to help motivate and uplift them and wants that companionship and wants somebody to be there, you know, seeing them and seeing their potential and saying, you know, like, I see this in you and I know you can do it and motivating them in that way. But other times it causes more harm than good. And I think that that happens a lot with people who struggle with, you know, coming to terms with their own emotions and their own problems and really just are wanting things to be under their control. And they end up internalizing everyone's problems around them and trying to find things that need to be fixed just so they can avoid dealing with the things that are uncomfortable within themselves and just to make them feel a little bit more comfortable because it makes them feel more in control of situations and anytime that person doesn't feel like they're in control it feels threatening to them and threatening to their well-being so that's when you start to look you know like what can I fix in this friendship or relationship or whatever it may be but that genuinely is going to cause more harm than good in the long run and for myself personally like I experience this in a lot of different ways There have definitely been times in the past, I think, in relationships where I've been very unsure of, like, my, you know, like, life path or I've just felt very um, uncomfortable just, like, with the way my life was at the time and it resulted in me just, you know, being like, you know, well, with other people in my life, like, you know, what what do you want to do? Like, how do you think you can get there? Like, what's the best way? 
we can get you to this point and like let's you know get all this motivation and this just fired up for all this good positive change when it's like I need to be doing all of that for myself I didn't need to be sitting there taking on that responsibility from someone else when they probably don't even want it to begin with and I'm just kind of like displacing that on them because it's what I needed for myself but I'm literally just displacing it on them because I can't bring myself to do it myself so um I've experienced that before and not in a way that's been detrimental or hurtful to any of my friendships and relationships it's more something that I can reflect and look back on and see where I have done that at times as a way for me to you know cope with myself feeling uncomfortable and to sort of just make me feel more in control of my life because I felt really out of control of the way things were going like especially in college for example and I think for me personally in my life now the way I struggle with it is you know things could be going really well in all areas of my life and I don't even want to say really well but things could just be fine like nothing really needs changed but you know say I see something on social media and I instantly create a problem in my head that didn't exist or didn't even need fixed in the first place you know for example seeing someone spend their entire weekends just with like these fun-filled plans doing all of these things with a lot of friends and all of a sudden you know I'm looking at my social life that I'm perfectly fine with as is like I was literally perfectly fine with it moments ago but then I'm looking at it and telling myself that I need to fix things to be more social because that's what I saw you know like someone else doing and that's not how it is like all the time with this issue I have that's just a really more tangible example which is obviously rooted in comparison and um insecurity in myself but it's like I never felt any like a dissatisfaction really with my social life in this situation for example but just because I'm seeing someone else you know have like a booked and busy weekend with other people I'm like sitting there questioning because I'm not confident in the social life that I actually literally enjoy living and like the way my social life is I'm enjoying it but I'm not confident in it and that makes a big difference because then that turns into me doing this and creating something from nothing and asking myself like oh my gosh like I need to like fix my social life to be a more social person I'm 24 I should be you know making all these new friendships in this new city I moved to I've been here a year now and I should have like at least a few new friends that I hadn't met before and like just this pressure on myself and really just creating something from nothing just because of something I saw and the way I saw somebody else living which in and of itself is just wrong and like you don't need to be putting that pressure on yourself because it's your life and if things were fine as is before you don't need to fix things but I totally understand the feeling of feeling like you need to improve things and just constantly be improving but you do not have to be constantly leveling up in every area of your life like it is completely normal and completely healthy for things to be you know stagnant for periods of time for it to decline for periods of time it's totally normal and you know like another example maybe everything's perfectly fine but I'm not feeling very inspired at work so that boredom results in me creating more stress for myself at work that didn't need to be there in the first place or maybe everything is perfectly fine but I find something tiny in my relationship to make into a big deal when it doesn't need to be in the first place but I'm you know my brain is looking for these little things that I think could just be improved somewhat and focusing on it to avoid 
whatever other discomfort I'm feeling in my life. And it's truly a form of self-sabotage, honestly, since it creates something from nothing and steals your joy from the present moment since your brain isn't allowing yourself to be happy with things as they are and is instead trying to find things that you can fix to avoid your own emotions and problems. And it's really just a cruel, cruel cycle um, if you can't get yourself out of it because, you know, especially when you become aware of it because it kind of goes like, okay, I'm aware that I, you know, really struggle with just being present in the moment enjoying things as they are, taking people as they are, and just letting things be. I can't let things be. Great. I know that about myself. I, you know, I'm sitting here telling myself I don't need to fix things. I don't have to fix things. It's not my job. It's not my responsibility, whatever. But then the second, you know, you kind of get into a position where, you know, things feel fine, but maybe something in your life just isn't really fine. Like you're telling yourself it's fine and it looks fine to others, but deep down you're really uncomfortable with it maybe it's something in a friendship or your family or a relationship or your job or you know you just don't really feel like you have much passion and interest in any hobbies maybe it's something like that and you know on the outside looking in it may look fine but deep down you're dissatisfied with it and because you're dissatisfied with it instead of dealing with that dissatisfaction and like actually working towards you know, getting to a place where you feel happy with whatever it is or better, you are looking for things around you to fix and improve, or you're distracting yourself with other little problems that really aren't that big of problems in your own life and making them into something they're not just so you don't have to deal with the bigger and more scary problem. So then you just go down this rabbit hole of doing that. And, you know, you may be in a relationship and you find yourself, you know, forcing trying to force change upon another person that doesn't even need the change or need to fix themselves or maybe in a friendship and you're just you know you're really feeling insecure about taking a big step and making a big change in your own life so you're pushing that onto someone else in your life so that you can see them do it and distract yourself from the discomfortable discomfortable why that's not even a word from the uncomfortable feelings of wanting to do that yourself And then you realize that your initial problem was never even solved. Then you're adding more burden to your own life because you're taking on the feelings and the responsibility of someone else doing that for themselves when it's not your responsibility at the end of the day. And you just get back to square one of, okay, like I'm aware of this and it's happening, but I just keep falling in this cycle. And it really, and then you look back and you're just like, okay, I have you know ruined a lot of good moments for myself because of this because I can't just let things be the way they are and I'm constantly like you know having expectations in my head and you know all I want things to constantly be improving and it's just a really really bad cycle to be in because it is mentally and emotionally exhausting for you so I have a few tips for how to stop trying to fix everything and to just let things be as they are and nothing groundbreaking but this is something that I think a lot of us struggle with and we don't realize it so these are just some more tangible tips to help you at least realize when this is happening and you know just sort of break yourself out of this cycle because that's what I'm working on now so the first thing um, which is probably very obvious is to assess what's in versus out of your control and I know I've talked about this a lot on my podcast um, because this is very relevant when it comes to talking about anxiety and fear and things like that. 
But, you know, assessing what's in versus out of your control really just boils down to at the end of the day, will me taking any steps or making any decisions change the outcome of what happened or what's going to happen? If the answer is yes, then you can consider it within your control. And, you know, a lot of times things may be indirectly in your control or directly in your control. But I want you to focus more so on, you know, what things are directly in your control and what things are directly out of your control. Because there is a lot of gray area there, but when you focus too much on the gray area of what's in and what's out of your control, you're sort of just distracting yourself from, you know, what's in control versus what's out of control. And you're putting yourself in a situation of putting all of your faith in hypotheticals and what if scenarios when you don't really know if you're going to end up having control over it or not. But you may deep down, you may be like, okay, this technically could be in my control if things happen this way. But when you're putting all your faith in like the hypotheticals playing out perfectly, that's probably not going to ever happen. So that's why it's important to see like, this is fully in my control. This is fully out of my control. Like, for example, the weather, completely outside of your control. Nothing you do, no decision you make is going to change what the weather decides to do that day. Or, you know, what happens to be on the news that day or, you know, just like random things like that. But then, you know, what's in your control, you know, how you choose to spend your time and, you know, whether or not you decide to go to some event or who you, who you hang out with and who you spend your time with, that kind of thing. Um, that is really important when it comes to feeling the need to fix everything because when you are able to, you know, draw your little circles and be like, this is inside of my circle, this is outside of my circle, it will help you realize how much of the things that you're fixating on that you're wanting to fix and improve are actually outside of your circle of control. Um, And you're trying to pull them in to your circle of control because that's going to make you feel better at the end of the day when things are under your control and it's going to make you feel safe and secure. But you're feeling really unsafe and unsecure why am I saying all these words wrong and insecure? And as a result, you know, you're like, I am going to reach for everything that's outside of my control and try to fix it because I want everything that I can possibly think of to be under my umbrella of control. So when you're in this response and this like feeling of, okay, I've got to improve things, fix things, you're just grabbing at as much as you can that's out of your control and trying to fix it. And when you can like visualize this and maybe even put it on paper, you can say like, okay, that's not my responsibility, first of all, or this isn't something that, you know, is in my control at the end of the day. Like you can have someone in your life in your life and you can be giving them all of the insight, all of the wisdom and all of the motivation in the world and all of the help in the world. But at the end of the day, it is entirely up to them to make the decisions they make. Will you have a strong influence on those decisions? Yes, absolutely. If you're there and you're helping them. But at the same time, they're going to make the decision that they want to make at the end of the day. And it is out of your control. So if you're trying to fix you know, somebody or something, ask yourself, is it in my control or is it out of my control? Because if it's out of my control, I have no business sitting here trying to be Bob the Builder and fix everything. And the next thing is to meet people and moments where they're at and as they are, not how you want them to be. And this is so important. And this is just, you know, another reminder. It's not your job to fix everyone or anyone for that matter. And not everyone is going to feel like they need help or want help or need any fixing. And it's one thing to be supportive and be a part of someone's journey 
to finding themselves and discovering themselves, but it's another thing to push their boundaries and take on the responsibility of self-improvement for them and try to coerce them on a path or timeline that doesn't truly align with what and who they actually want to be. And it's just sad because if you're not careful, constantly focusing on what could be better just doesn't even give you the space or time of day to appreciate someone as they are, which at the end of the day, you know, all of us just want to be seen and loved and known as who we are at our core, not who we could be, who we might be one day, you know, just who we are right here, right now in this moment. That's all we want in our friendships and our family and our relationships at the end of the day. And when you're someone that's, you know, constantly looking at people as potential who they could be, or when you're seeing things that, you know, you think could be fixed or may need fixed, but they don't actually need fixed, you are not even giving it a chance of appreciating someone as they are, which who they are right then and there has so much to offer, but you're choosing, you're blatantly choosing to ignore it for the sake of what could be. And that's just not good and not healthy and not a great way to approach friendships or relationships. And I've always been the person, like I've literally said on this podcast before that I feel so much fulfillment in helping other people realize their potential and strive towards it and achieve it. That is like, that is the sole reason I started my YouTube channel. Like you can go back in videos and like that. It's literally what I've always said. And not in the sense of because I think you need fixing, but I want to be that person that helps motivate you in that sense. When you get to the point of, I love who I am and I want more for myself because I know deep down that that's what I want. Not because I want it for you. It used to, like, I think it, that, that there was a time when in my head I was like, I just really want everyone to like fulfill their potential. And I was so obsessed with that. And like, yes, that's great. And, but at the same time, it's like, I want people to do that on their own timeline, on their own timeline. And I want it to be their timeline and like their trajectory. And I want to be that helpful person, but when they're ready and not necessarily like me pushing this constant growth and progress and improvement on you, but more so of just like when you want to listen and like when you want me to listen, like I want to be that person that can help you because I just love to help others in the whole realm of just self-improvement in general. Like it's just such a liberating feeling getting to know yourself, um, especially when you're somebody who has always ran from yourself or you've just never known yourself. It's really just the most liberating feeling. So that's, you know, why I'm like, okay, I really want people to just see their potential and pursue it, but I want them to do it when they're ready and when they want to. And the flip side of that is with this whole fixing thing you can be somebody who also believes that you really want other people to reach their potential but you're kind of forcing it on your timeline you're you're just forcing it on them and they may be apprehensive about it because maybe they have other fish to fry and bigger problems to deal with in their life and they're just not really wanting what you're pushing on them or putting in front of them and that's okay because it's their life to live anyways and You know, another example of this when I mentioned meeting moments where they're at and as they are, this is what I really struggle with. Like, I don't struggle with this with people as much. It's more so of moments and day-by-day life. Um, meeting, Meeting my day as it is and little moments. And I think an example of this is like 
holidays and birthdays and bigger events. Um, you know, you have these ideas in your head and how you want things to go and how you want them to be. And instead of just showing up and letting it play out as it is, you're in your mind trying to control the outcome because you're so you're obsessing so much over the outcome and you want it to be this perfect play out of what you have in your head. But the reality of the situation is you can't control every single person that's going to be in attendance at whatever event it is or wherever you are, whatever day it is. You can't control what each of those people are going to say, think, and do. And no amount of obsessing over the outcome and thinking about it and visualizing it is going to change what other people are going to do. Is it going to change what you do? Sure, because that's under your control. But if, you know, I think we have these big expectations for holidays and birthdays and such because we build them up in our head and we have like this visualization of everything and we're not really just letting those moments be what they are and you're kind of just putting this expectation on on them of I want this holiday to be like this or I want this birthday to be like this and instead of just meeting that moment where it's at and letting things play out you aren't really letting yourself do that because you're constantly looking at every little moment within your day, every little every little thing that happens within that holiday and every little thing that happens within your birthday. You're just looking at each moment, how could this be better or how would have this been better? And when you're looking at it like that, you're not appreciating who is showing up and what is there that's good. You are completely disregarding it just so you can think about what would make it better and that's just going to absolutely self-sabotage any good moment in your life if that's how you're living and that's what I really struggle with is say I know something big is coming up and it could be any bigger day like it could be like a big day at work it could be like just like a fun weekend or something or maybe I just have like a very booked like Saturday and I just have like a lot going on And I will be constantly thinking like, how could that moment have been better? Or how could this next hour be the best? Or how could I improve, you know, the way the rest of the day is going to go? Just meet the day as is, take things one step at a time and stop thinking of things as, you know, how could this be better? How could I make it better? Um, Because it doesn't need that (laughs) a lot of the time. You know, maybe sometimes it does and you need that kind of moment to sit down and think, you know, what could I do to make this situation better? But it's, you know not always going to be something that you need to be asking yourself all the time. And the next thing is to notice which thoughts you have towards others when you're having your fixing thoughts. Um, Basically just meaning like what thoughts are you having, you know, when you're having these thoughts of I need or I want to help someone fix this or I want to fix this in my own life. What exactly is like the motive behind that and what? is it a projection of something that you really just need to be telling yourself and listening to yourself? Because a lot of times when we're like looking at someone else's life and we're like, you know, you really need more work-life balance and you really need to work on that and like you need to fix that. You know, do they really need that? Did they communicate to you that they needed that? Or are you displacing that on them because it's something you really need to work on deep down and you just can't take your own advice yet? Um, that's just like one example of it. But I think a lot of the times those thoughts we have of wanting to fix others or fix something within our life, or if we're constantly looking for something to fix, but we're avoiding the real problem, it's because, you know, that's exactly what we're doing. We're just projecting and displacing how we really feel onto other people or onto other moments in our own life so that we can avoid dealing with it ourselves and avoid taking that advice ourselves. So, you know, sit down and ask yourself, you know, which 
which thoughts of these am I having that, you know, are really just things that I need to tell myself and, or maybe I need to tell someone to tell me, um, and, you know, actually tell them, you know, like, I want you to tell me what you think, not like letting them be the fixing person like we're talking about. Um, and the next and final thing is to accept and embrace perfect imperfection so you can get yourself to understand that not everything will be or needs to be perfect and to just remember that there is beauty in imperfection. And I think imperfection ties so much into this because like if you're going to be comfortable with accepting people where they're at and accepting moments as they are, you have got to be okay with imperfection because nobody's ever going to be perfect. No day is going to be perfect. No moment's going to be perfect. No amount of fixating on something and thinking, how can I help this person fix this? Or how can I fix this is going to make something perfect. And I think a lot of perfectionists do this in their own life. Um, and a lot of it is because we're uncomfortable with imperfection and we're constantly striving for some standard of perfection that's you know completely unattainable and I think that once you can get to the point where you can see the beauty and things not going as planned and you can see the beauty and you know people making the wrong turns like the quote I said earlier you know we're gonna have people in our lives when we're gonna think that they need to do one thing over the other with their career or they don't need to move to this place or, you know, whatever it may be. We have our opinions as humans because we are human and humans have opinions. But, you know, we think all of these things and we don't really take into consideration, you know, like what the quote said earlier. It may be, we may think it's a wrong term for that person or that person themselves may think it's a wrong term, but just because it's a wrong term now doesn't mean that it's going to pave the way to something incredible and even better in the future. So, you know, accepting that, um, even making a wrong turn can turn into a right turn eventually. And, you know, just because you're, somebody's doing something that doesn't really align with what you think, or if you, you know, in your own life just aren't really feeling like things are perfect and rainbows and butterflies, that's okay because, you know, you have to be okay with accepting imperfection and really just embracing imperfection because you're not really going to experience any type of growth at the end of the day and any type of just overall emotional well-being if you can't get yourself to accept imperfection because it is going to be prevalent in your life literally everywhere all the time and no amount of trying to fix moments to fix yourself or fix other people is going to change that so it's really important to remember that but that is everything I have for you all this week I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I hope you all are all doing great enjoying your summer as much as you can um it's so funny being an adult and like just summers just being like the rest of the year because summer loses its magic and it's just kind of like oh um yeah summer was only magical until I was like 14 so (laughs) about that um but I do hope you all are at least enjoying your summers outside and you know just enjoying the longer daylight and everything like that but be sure to follow in bloom podcast on instagram it's just at in bloom podcast it's always in the show notes and join in bloom podcast on facebook and I will talk to you all next week and thank you so much for listening